Ryan, I don't really know how to dance the Argentinian tango. Do you? No. No, I don't either. But I do know that the EFT tango really matters. And so today we've selected the five common places, not really selected, research has told us the five common places where people go wrong in the EFT, the EFT tango. Stay can't tuned. Wait, can't wait to share them. All right. Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. Story. I, I got asked to uh, speak at a, uh, a, a training in June of 2020 uh, up in Bomf, Canada. Am I saying that name right? I have no idea. I hear it's the most beautiful place on earth, so I'm like, yes, I'm in. And I happen to be uh, team teaching with Jim Furrow and Gail Palmer, who are like, you know, they're heroes of mine. They're so much better than me. So instead of just me teaching some normal stuff I do, I'm like, I better do something really good, you know, just so <laughs> I can keep up with those two. And uh, but so what I did was some kind of research, and I use that word a little bit loosely. I didn't, you know, run through methodology or you know, research boards. I just talked to about 75, 80 EFT therapists via email or in person. And I asked them with the tango. Oh, by the way, I just should give a shout out. That's Tara oh. who, put, who puts those trainings on Sojourn Psychology. Yep. Yeah, Tara, MB is yeah. how she goes That's on what social she goes media. By on social media. So she does a great job. Uh, I was so looking forward to that. But hey, it's 2020 and nothing <laughs> goes as we thought it would. So it didn't happen. So instead of doing it there, uh, I'll do it here. Maybe we'll do it then uh, next year too. Well, who knows? Anyway, so um, what I found is, you know, probably 15 responses that, that stood out across the board, but five were the most common. And the top five that we selected here also were really, really common in, first of all, my own mistakes and, and for sure in my supervision with people. So here they are. You ready? Mm -hmm. Number one. Miss, these are these are my nicknames for them, by the way. <laughs> I'm a nickname kind of fellow. All right, number one, the most common or the first of the five, at least, not necessarily in ranked order here. The, 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 the first miss, we called it missing the vein. All right, number two, are we all taking, we taking notes at home? I'm an old professor. I'm like, take notes. Yeah. It's going to be a quiz. Yeah, read them off to them, then we'll go back and explain. All right, so missing the veins, number one. Number two, it's called mediating content, or what we call on this podcast, the solution trap. Mm -hmm. Number three, leaving emotion too early, not, quote, getting it hot. Number four, not enacting or not enough enacting. And number five, my favorite, is get there and fumble. All right, so there's your five misses. The hardest one, the hardest one to not miss is that first one, missing the vein, finding the vein so hard. The most common miss, I think, is leaving emotion too early. <laughs> and the least popular with clients is all those enactments we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> enactments are where it happens, but they're not always very popular. Now, what did you say about missing the vein? It's the hardest to what? Hardest to not make that mistake. Huh. Okay. I'm kind of, it almost sounds like I'm contradicting myself. Maybe uh -huh. I am, but I would say the most common is leaving a leaving emotion 
Okay. Just before it's time. You know, it's like 30 more seconds in that primary emotion and, and the dam would have broken loose with all this new energy we could have used. But we just leave it a little early. So you want to just start jumping into there? Yeah, man. All right. All right. Missing the vein. The hardest mistake to not make. So how clear are clients when they come in? They're Unclear. not. What comes in your office? Chaos. Reactivity. Reactivity. Narratives. Themes. You know, good old Gottman research. He always, she never, they this, they, you know, it's just, it's just chaos. And so, as we said before, clients don't know what they're supposed to talk about. And so it's our job as professionals to come in. I'd had my knee looked at last week. I think I'm about to have surgery. It's hard getting old. Mm. You know, and I got all this stuff to say about my knee, and the doctor's kind of like listening, but he kind of knows what he's looking for. <laughs> you know, so I'm telling him this. I wonder if it's that. Could be the ACL, MCL. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me see your knee. He starts doing his procedures, and instantly his procedures walk him down to what it is. He's like, you don't have a ligament issue. And then he's like, you don't have this issue. And then he starts messing with my kneecap. Kneecap's good, perfectly flexible. And I'm like, okay. And then he moves my foot sideways and he goes, "Mm, meniscus may have a problem. So it's good to be with, I feel secure with that. He wasn't even attuned, by the way. He wasn't worried about whether I liked him. (laughs) He's doing his deal. But you know what? Honestly, I don't care. I'm not looking for a friend. I need help. Mm. My knee hurts. And so we got to get clear in our process. We need to know what we're looking for. So the first move of the tango is accurately reflecting exactly what their attachment dance is. That's right. What is going on really in their relationship? And they said this before in the podcast, intentional repetition is part of what this is. When these people try to have the conversation about content issue X, how does the conversation go? By far the most missed question in the EFT model, in my view. No one else says that, by the way, so feel free to just throw it out. But, I mean, it's, it's shocking how many times someone brings me a case that's hard, and the cases are just hard. It's not the therapist's fault. But I'll say, hey, when they try to have that conversation, exactly what happens. They either don't know it all, or they just kind of know generally, but I think he kind of goes away. You can't kind of go away. You either did or you didn't. It's like kind of being pregnant. It's not, it doesn't really work like that. What exactly happens when they try to have the conversation? If you don't have that answer, you don't even, you're not even in the tango. So you, you have to know the present process within them, so emotionally and between them. It is not easy, and it's easy to miss the vein. You see the metaphor there, yep. right? You, want to, you told that story before? Uh, which one? Or did I, I dream that? Which one, the and IV you, story? Yeah. About letting uh, people practice on Have me? Have you already told that? Yeah, I've told it on here. But even as you said that, though, when I was learning to do needle sticks or whatever, it's not just the the art of threading the needle into a person's vein. It really is. The pros know how to look for it. Yeah. You know, whether it's the right tourniquet in a different place, you know, using different, like, warm cloths to make the, the, the veins pop out, letting the person's uh, arm dangle for a little while. You start to get really refined at, I can find the vein. Yeah. And then even one person, like when she couldn't find it visually, she turned the lights off. I'm like, wait, hold on. What are we doing? She She's like, it? huh? That's right. She was trying to heighten her sense of feel. Whoa, man. That's what we're going to do, James. Turn the lights off in EFT. <laughs> the content will still be there and the <laughs> okay, reactivity. Never mind, will be there. Never All right, mind. go ahead. 
No, but I mean, I'd say, I don't know what percentage. I hate to start throwing out numbers, but at least 50% of the cases that I supervise that are really, really stuck is they're really looking at a lot of the information and they never got the first move done. They missed the vein. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of started chasing information, which is important information, mm-hmm. but we never really got what happens when their relationship tries to operate with this. The, if, if sex is the issue, who talks about it, who won't, how do they talk about it? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. And then what happens? When do they stop talking about it? And what happens next? Mm-hmm. So it's really sort of that micro-assessment that's happening really every session in a way. Mm-hmm. When you jump into where is your relationship right now? Mm-hmm. That's the way I recommend starting every session. Right. Let me jump in with you all. Here's the summary of what I have most recently as I understand how the cycle goes. Is that how things are right now or is something different? Right. I've got to get the vein before we can get the medicine in. That's right. Otherwise, we're just shooting medicine everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not that the medicine's wrong. We just missed a vein. And what I found with this one, this is not our theory of change in EFT, but clients do begin to feel some relief when you start putting the pieces together. So let me get this. Let me make sure I really understand. So when he does this, this is what it's like for you, and this is what the message you get in that place, and then this is what you do for protection. Yeah, that's right, right? But then when she does this protection, what happens for you? Well, this is how it lands for me, and this is the message I get, and then this is what I do. And I've seen clients in this kind of like, whoa, okay. Now, you don't stop there because then mo- from like many of them, that's when we will move into the move two of the tango. Nice. You know, if, there's a lot of paradoxes in life, James. Uh-oh. We're getting philosophical now. This is deep. You know? Yep, existential. There's a lot of paradoxes in life. One of the thi- If we can hit the vein, one of the things that throws us off is how much we want to help. Mm. You can you can want to help too much. Yep. And you know what? People are paying you for your time, so you kind of want to produce results. Yep. It's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's a problem because it's so easy to hear a problem and you want to feed back a solution. You want to jump in with an answer. You know, if, again, I, I'm not going to that doctor because I want him to get to know me I want an answer for my niece and my knee will quit hurting. Mm-hmm. And we feel that pressure. Sometimes the clients overtly put pressure on us. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. As if there's a one, two, three answer. Sometimes the clients are chaotic and we just start trying to provide solutions. So there's that second miss. We end up in a mediating role and, and we get stuck in the solution trap. Mediation is really important. Let me be clear. And you could argue, I want to be flexible. You could argue that some of what we're doing in EFT is mediating. You could say, well, when you do enactments, aren't you mediating? I'm like, well, okay, sure. If that's what you're calling mediating, yes. But mediating in terms of like conflict resolution is a problem. You know what people are paid to mediate, James? (laughs) Divorce attorneys. Oh, And there's a reason. You start compromising. I'll give you this. We'll give you that. We start negotiating. What happens is you, you don't create safety. You end up kind of dividing assets, so to speak. And next thing you know, I'm focused on why I'm not getting enough. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the thousands of couples that have asked me over the years, we're thinking about divorcing, but we're not sure. Any piece of advice, I'm like, well, don't start talking about assets yet. Because as soon as you start to decide who has the bass boat, your relationship's over. You see, that, that, mediating, that mediating starts to help people focus on what they're not getting. Yeah. Or is it being fair? And next right. thing you know, we've actually distanced them even more. Yeah. 
And so, but it's, I want to make space for it's hard not to do. It's yeah. hard not to say, well, could you do this? And maybe you could do that. And could you help around the house more? And could you do this? And could you do that? And next thing you know, I'm a mediator and I've lost my process. I've lost my map. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to get stuck mediating content solutions. Some people will say, well, I'm a solution focused therapist. I'm like, well, you, that's the wrong thing to say to me. I taught that model for 10 years and solution focused therapists in that model, they don't offer solutions either. It is a process model where they try to get, even in that model, to get solutions from the client. So for us, we have a different map of, of how we want to create change. Qualifier. I'm not telling you to ignore content. There is a tremendous amount of emotion and tremendous amount of attachment motivation that sits just below the content. So the key is you want to use the content to bring forth the emotion that sits below it and to bring forth the emotion that sits below it, but don't get tr stuck trying to solve the content. Tricky thing. Between you and me, James, don't tell anybody else. I'll keep it a secret. All right. I'm a decent problem solver, actually, in some areas of life. And so I had to learn this the hard way. Sometimes you can give me a problem, and I can give you a pretty good solution. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It might work. So what's the problem with that? You'll be back next week for more solutions. Oh, yeah. And the next week, it's like, it's like giving you a fish versus teaching you to fish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you start solving people's problems for them. First of all, if you even can. Mm -hmm. You haven't addressed what's really driving the problem, which is the distance in their relationship and the fact that they can't find each other. They've lost connection. Exactly. If you don't address that, <laughs> excuse me, if you don't address that, you can give all those solutions in the world, and it probably will make them worse, actually. Because yep. then they'll start to go, man, we can't even fix this. Yep. When they try and install it and the whole thing blows up, then it's either because the therapist is stupid and they, they describe or it's because you're broken and you just can't do the good thing they tried to right. give us. You're actually just increasing shame. Yep. Your intentions are good, though. Yep. But as we say, yep. as I often say with couples, when, when reactive cycle is in the room, intentions do not convey. Mm. Intentions do not convey. Wow. So our intentions are really, really good. But they, they don't land. All right, so first move, we miss the vein, or maybe we get stuck in a mediating content solution-providing role. Those are the very common misses. The third one is we leave the pain, we leave the primary emotion, the vulnerability too early. You want to comment on that? How does that go wrong? Oh, for sure. I mean, like, so if you're already working through that process and then you start going into the vulnerability, but then you just exit out. I mean, that just teaching them the same thing the cycle has already taught them before. Don't let these vulnerable parts of yourself come forward because either one, well, you, it's not going to be met. It's not going to go well or it's going to escalate the problem. And so for EFT therapists, it's really like don't exit that process too early. Be willing to stay there. Get the mission live and real. Like you said, moment, I almost chuckled when you said it. Get it hot. <laughs> get it hot. Anyway, um, get it hot. And then you, what you want to do is get it hot, get it clear so you can pass it over. What's Lori say about that? That's what I was going to say. Lori Watson? <laughs> we'll, we'll promote her podcast yeah, that's as, like, it, as if she needs it. We should send that. Like, Lori and George, <laughs> can you talk about getting it hot? Yeah. Foreplay Radio is a great, great podcast about uh, couple sexuality. She, that's their catchphrase is uh, keep it hot. Oh. We're, talking about, we're talking about a little different thing here. I, I hate to name drop on you, but I was hanging out um, electronically with Sue Johnson this weekend. And uh, we, were, we were interviewing her on these tapes. And she says, you know, oh, yeah. in, in the second move of the tango, when you're about to pass it to the third move, get it hot. 
right? Like really get the emotion primed and, and, and tangible and yeah. felt in the room. In Where is it in your body right now? What's that tear? Like get it really, really hot before you pass it. This is easy to miss. Yeah. I supervised the tape yesterday for someone who's a really good EFT therapist. I'm like, you're ready to be a supervisor. It looked really good. It, but she did, she made it, she's a little shy here. Um, and I, I know why, because it takes so much work to cut through the chaos and to find, you know, a live trigger like we're, like we've talked about and we'll talk about again, that when you, when you get the emotion in the room, it's like, oh, we finally made it. Okay, go ahead and enact that. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you finally drop it from frustration, anger, irritability into alone, despair, sorrow, when you can feel it, see if you can hang out there and hover. Hang, see if you can stay for three minutes. Even just say, can you stay with me for three minutes? Man, I felt that. That was, that was man, that's so heavy when you said that. Like, Give it a chance to bubble up and bring the emotion to the surface. You don't have to worry about if usually. If you're on and you have safety in the room and you're priming attachment, there is a volcano of energy down there. It's one of the most powerful forces in the whole universe. All you got to do is make a space for it to come forward. And we need that energy. It's the only energy in the world that is stronger than a reactive cycle, that is stronger than fear. We got to make space for it. So don't leave it too early. Let it get hot. Hang out down there. Use yourself as an excuse. I need to get more clear. I feel this. Can you stay with me for four minutes? Man, when you said sorrow, I felt that in the room. Can you feel it right now? Where is it in your body? Hang in. Hang on just a second. I know there's a lot to say. I just want to see if we can focus right here. This place of sorrow. This is where it gets dark. Right? So just, it's almost like I feel like I'm stalling in that place. That's what gives the room for the attachment pain and longings to come to the surface. Speed and summaries don't allow that to happen. Okay? So just knowing it's not, you know, being good at EFT is not about how many words you use. Mm. It's just knowing when to use them. Mm -hmm. And when you get to this place, it's time to reduce the number of your words. Reduce the speed. Make sure you don't leave too early. Get it hot. Fourth move. Fourth, the fourth exit. That, you use the right word, by the way. I, I feel like we should uh, redo this podcast, but no. What we're, what we're saying is the five exits on the Tango Highway, so to speak. All right? So we've given you the first three. The fourth exit is maybe I've done all this great work, but I don't enact or I don't do very often. And uh, this is a great challenge <coughs> because clients hate enactments. I think just universally clients hate it. I mean, maybe 10% of people kind of like are playful with it, but some of my best clients ever, even in late stage two and stage three, they're about to terminate and they're like, you know, super happy with the results or whatever. And I'll still have them do an enactment. They'll turn to me and they're like, we hate this. This is the most awkward thing ever. And I have my programmed response, which is I smile and nod my head. I'm like, which is basically me saying, I know, deal with it. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Because this is where it happens. That's right. It's the magic of EFT. That's right. And I'm talking about with individuals, couples, and families. Right. Your, your body, 
needs an experience. You can't learn to ride a bike from talking about riding a bike. You have to pedal the wheels. And enactments, even if it's with an imagined other, if it's pretending your dad is there, your younger self, you know, if an individual, if it's your partner for sure in an adult romantic relationship or a parent-child, we're, we're, even if we're in the emotion, we're still kind of just being about it. The enactment puts you fully in it. That is where the corrective experience takes place. So don't forget to do enactments. We should be doing enactments every session. And this links back to the uh, median con- the solution trap, really. Mm-hmm. To me, if you go for me, this is me doing the solution. And some people say, well, you know, I need something practical. This is practical. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now. The thing where you get stuck and the reactivity takes over in your, in, in, when you're talking about this content. But the reactivity comes in and takes over and it doesn't feel safe for you. Yeah. Right now, while we have safety online and you're in the real live emotion, that's why getting it hot matters. I don't want you to I want you to feel like what it's like at home when you're struggling and you're stuck and you turn right now and tell your partner about that attachment need, this longing in your heart or this underlying emotion. Right. Here. Nice. Nice. Good description. All right. So there's the first four exits. The fifth exit. Get there and fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I know this one well. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I was doing my, maybe my third or fourth live ever as a, as a beginning trainer. Uh, Becca Jorgensen was helping me. She's fantastic. She was really, really great and supportive. I was working with this couple, and uh, um, the male withdrawer had a significant addiction history, and he'd never used an emotion word and had never done an enactment. And so I'm about to go in the room in front of, like, I don't know, 60 people watching me. They're in the room. That's the way she does those um, – Live consults, I'm scared to death, of course. And uh, so, you know, I, I was able to hit a lick, so to speak, as we say in the South. It, it went well, in other words. Mm-hmm. And he was able to jump into some pain. There was some tears. I, I got him to do an enactment. And about 39 minutes, I'm like, all right, this is going well, and we're about to make it go really well. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cement this piece somehow. I don't know what I was going to do. But I was, I was feeling confident, right, because it was going well. And he just stops me out of the blue. And he goes, man, this has been great. We're done. <laughs> He's like, I can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. What in the world? People watching me, you know. And when I look back on it, knowing what I know now, I'm like, no, that's, that's fine. Uh, you know, this person used all his tolerance. He hadn't done this before. And, and I got a little bit ahead of him. And, and so he was actually doing me a favor by saying, okay, this, this, this is good. We just responded to each other. This is this, a different conversation, which is really all EFT is doing, mm-hmm. helping people have these missing different conversations, which brings their attachment online because they've lost it. And so what I did, though, was pretty – that was disorienting for me. I don't even know what I did. I just kind of talked about it a while, and he wasn't even listening at one point. And I just wrapped it up. And Becca, being a pro, came over and said, that was actually a really good live. And she's like, you just should have summarized See, so I got there and I fumbled. There's your fifth exit. So I, we had this good enactment happen. So what we mean by that is uh, some, uh, some great attachment stuff happens and you forget to process it fully. That's, That's right. the fourth move of the tango. If he, if he moves his hand towards her, if she says something kind, if you notice a soft look in her eye, we need to process that. What did you see in her eye? What did you feel in his hand? What did you notice about his voice? Whatever it is, we're processing all the events that just took place. And then the couple needs you to summarize. 
normally X, Y, and Z happens. What so impressed me today was you got right in the place where you usually leave, and today you chose to stay. That's right. You let her see your heart, and instantly it shifted things with her. She saw this new part of you. She brought her heart more forward. And when she brought her heart more forward, I noticed it changed for you. And I'm getting a little bit of sense of what can happen. So just summarize what took place. So once you get to those breakthrough wonderful enactments, process them fully and summarize. Otherwise, it leaves it a little bit disoriented, which is how I finished my uh, fourth live or whatever that was. And which is what I love about what Sue and the team at ISF have done. All of these tie together. And what helps you set you up for that good five is because you did one first, the move one first. Yep. You knew how they danced before, where their blocks were, where the triggers were. And now you've worked with them, distilled it down, got them to enact it hot. And now in this one, you don't fumble, you, what helps you not fumble is I know where you were before and what your attachment system did. And I'm going to point out to you how your attachment shifted right here, right now. And I see you see couples kind of like their chest rises up because they say, wow, we beat the cycle today. Nice. The cycle didn't beat us. Yeah. And we saw it. And now the pursuer sees their moves and what was different. The withdrawer sees their moves and what was different. And you as the specialist or the facilitator that was there with them, you helped them see it through the attachment lens. T two don'ts and we'll wrap up. Go for it. Don't resent the grind mm. and don't judge your sessions. Wow. Some of the best cases I've ever worked. Six or eight sessions in a row, they're just a grind, man. They're struggling. The cycle's winning. We're taking a step forward, two steps back. Step forward, two steps back. Two steps forward, three steps back. That's just a grind to this, <coughs> especially in stage one. That's just part of this. That doesn't mean it's going bad. Mm -hmm. So you're not always summarizing beauty. That's right. Sometimes the summary is, hey, these That's are the right. things that you did well today. Here's where the cycle still got us. We're okay. I know where you are on the map. We're not lost. What happened today is very predictable. That's good. You were set up to miss each other. Mm -hmm. If you want to, we'll come back next week. We'll jump right back in here. I'm going to do this with you. That's still safety. It's still a good summary. Summaries are not always positive. It still feels hopeful to me because what I see some couples is, you know where we are. We know where we are. That's better than not knowing and still getting beat up. And even if it's not hopeful, you've given them the information they need to yeah. decide about their future. There you go, too. Our job is not to be dictate direction or, or, or control outcomes, but be in the process. So don't judge it. Be okay with what happens. Uh, make sure you get a good summary. Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge. You can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Rayner Professional Training and on his website, ryanreynatraining.com. You can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC. You can also check out his website, DocHawkLPC.com.